it's Cammy and it's Amanda and we're basically basic nighttime edition what if we just like (laughs) fall asleep halfway through this episode it could happen guys I feel do you know what I feel like right now what I'm just gonna set up the tone for everyone I feel like this is like our radio showroom and we've like clocked into the 2 a.m. shift. Yes. And we're about to play like some smooth jazz. Delilah. <laughs> Someone's about to call in and like just give us their, yes. like, all their dirty yes. details and like ask for advice. Okay, this though, this is really when I wish that you could call in. If you guys are, if anyone's listening is like a legit podcast expert and you're like, you guys are doing it wrong, you can have call-ins, like just let us know. Oh, that would be... The best thing ever. Because if, if like, I'm in a vibe right now where if someone called in, I would just be so in it. Well, and I love it, too, because two things. One, this is totally a sleepover. Like, we're ha- literally yes, we're having, having a sleepover, a sleepover. So You guys are a part of the BB sleepover yes. party. And two, we've always talked about one of our dreams is to have our own radio show. And, like, to be honest, when you get a radio show for the first time, I'm pretty sure they put you on, like, the 4 a.m. Yeah, slot that's what I'm saying. Beginning. Yeah. So maybe this is the Lord just being like, hey, guys. <laughs> Preparing can our you hearts. Endure? Can you push through? <laughs> Because your radio show you've been praying for is going to come, but it's, it's going to be at 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be 2 to 5 a.m., so get ready. So, wide awake. Um, all that being said, it's 11.30 at night, which is why we are not drinking Starbucks, because A, they're closed. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and B, it's just really late for caffeine. So, we're both drinking a decaf coffee from, from the, the good Keurig. old Keurig. The good old-fashioned Keurig. Donut shop decaf was <laughs> donut what it was called. Decaf. And then I just had to pair with it, just because I love to pair oh, things yes. with my coffee. I had some milk chocolate almonds <gasps> yes, that I did, now girly. have to the side of me right now. So if you hear some crunching going on, it's <laughs> and you because know I'm pregnant and I want to eat that. I was going to say, you're pregnant. You can eat whatever That's you want. That's right. That's an actual rule. I mean, honestly, in the beginning of pregnancy, it was so not the rule because I would throw up if I yeah. ate anything I wanted to eat. Yeah. But now, I'm like, I told Amanda the other day, like two weeks ago, we got... We went to Salada and we got <gasps> this good. wrap from Salada. And I have been thinking about it since Ever then. Since. I've had it like four times since then. That's like all I've been wanting is just this like salad wrap. I'm from Salada. so jealous. Also, when it's you so make good. them at home, they never taste no. as good. Well, that's it doesn't the, matter. That's the weird thing to me is I'm actually typically a person that like does not eat the same thing repeatedly. Like I'm very much a, like I like to try Trying new things. stuff. Yeah. And even if I go to a restaurant, I would even if I know I loved it before, I'd probably get something new just to try it. But no, I even created the salad wrap. Like it's not even something you can order. And I've remembered every ingredient. <laughs> like I know like, it has to be this the is same. This is what my baby wants. This is what baby wants. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's so guys, really we had we're having a sleepover tonight because we're doing a podcast tonight. Duh, you're listening right now. We're also doing one tomorrow. But we had to schedule it around the fact that it's a Monday night, and you all know what comes on on Monday night because you basic the Bachelor. The Bachelor. So we just watched The Bachelor. I have so many thoughts. Oh, so many thoughts. Where should we start? Where should um, we begin? Okay, let's just start the fact that this whole season has already been like probably the most dramatic. Right sure. out of the gate. Which is funny because Chris Harrison always says. He always says it. But this, this one is the most dramatic season. Has been. Because Hannah Brown. I know. I know. From we beginnings. Which, okay, what are your thoughts on Hannah Brown? My thoughts are, which were, this is not a gossipy show. But here's my thoughts. As an outsider, here's what I'm viewing, okay? As a viewer of the show. Yes, as a viewer of the show, this is what I'm viewing. Girly. Time's up. Time is up. <laughs> that is exactly what I feel. You've been on multiple ABC platforms now and Dancing with the Stars, like 
Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor. She, did she also, go to Bachelor in Paradise? Yeah, she came on Bachelor in Paradise. She did. I don't think I realized that. This has been a full 2019, and now into 2020 was the Hannah Brown year of really? ABC. I love you, and I'm speaking with the truth, but you're coming across thirsty. <laughs> Jesus still loves you, yes. but you need to get on a different channel. Well, and here's the thing: it could be producers. We never know. This like it could be producers. Oh, it's totally producers being like, "Hey, you, I, we will give you 10 grand if you come on the show." Let's be honest. If I was in that position and Don't somebody told me that. I may consider it. So question, okay, the question I have now is then, do you think that she actually Oh, yes, I have theories. Okay. okay. Theories when it comes to the love part. I think that she does regret not choosing Peter. I really, really do. Because here's the thing. I never really saw... I could see her and Jed together, but that ended up being like he was lying and kind of being crazy anyway, so that didn't work out. And I, I mean... Obviously, Tyler C's was very attractive. Is very is attractive. very attractive. Very easy to look at. However, I never really saw them together. No. But I just feel like her and Peter went. They just like matched. Same. You know what I mean? Like it's like they just made sense. And I think now she's seeing that. Well, okay. So yeah, I think I think. Well, I honestly don't know what to think about her and Jed. I actually can't comprehend why she chose him. So I can't even give you an opinion on that yeah. because I don't understand. <laughs> First of all. His singing, his songwriting. I was like, you are a E-list songwriter at best. I, he didn't even do like some dog commercial. Oh my gosh, the, the thing about the dog commercial. I, he was like, I really got this really good gig. And I I'm like, as a songwriter. when you said E-list. He's E-list. I just can't even give him that. Like he is not great. So like, oh no, just that was a fail. Tyler, I think that she like. I think that she just was so confused because she's like, you're so good looking. Like, I should she choose you like, because you, you are, are Hercules. Like, how, yes, how like, do I not choose Everything you? in my body is telling me this <laughs> is the right choice. But my heart is not agreeing. But yeah, Peter, I feel like they actually had like a, like, they would be someone that you would be friends with, both of them separately. Yes, and you'd totally. be like, oh, I should yes. set them up. They would be cute. Yes. But him coming back on the show, her, her coming back on his show, I'm sorry, it's not her show anymore. No. This was one of my favorite lines from it that I like can't get over is he literally like looks at her and she's like doing her like cat eye thing yeah she's like you know she was knowing we when she came back on the oh. first episode she was very flirty she oh she knew exactly what she was doing and i'm sorry if you've been on a lot of abc platforms at this point you know about waterproof mascara so i really <laughs> that's so true where so, are your friends yeah so where are I your producers really think like a makeup artist definitely did your makeup like you do like ads and a ton of stuff now so i really think that the like mascara was an added dramatic effect to like look at so how sad I am because I mean it was dr- the mascara was running. Girlie was like letting it all just <laughs> rain was. down her face, and I did all I could think about in the moment was like, okay, we know about waterproof. Yeah, we know about that. You it, danced with the stars. Then, my favorite part though was Peter was like, I just I don't know, I just don't want to feel like I'm their third choice, and it's like. Nah, bro, you literally were her third choice. <laughs> this isn't you feeling like you're her third choice. Like, it is a fact. You were. You we were all know who one and three. two were. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. and then whenever he said to her, like, well, why didn't you, did you ever think about asking me out instead of asking Tyler? She, like, doesn't even respond. I'm like, if you were really into him, you'd be like, yeah, I really, like, I think she's like, I regret my decision sometimes. And it's like, okay, well, okay what about, that's not convincing. That There's 25 other girls out here, so... Here's my other, here's my other, like, deep concern is they never closed it. Like, after that, she, he was like, do you want to stay on the show? And she just said, like, never answered. And then it, and then it never, and then came, it never back. came back. So my theory is either she comes back at the very end and then, like, they're going to be an item. Or here's the thing is, like, even after filming the final episode, you still never really know what happens between 
being done filming the final episode and then after the final rose. So something could even happen in between that. I just time wonder, frame, like they which is had now. to have something talked. could be happening now, right now. Like, but they like she didn't just leave with that open ended thing. Like they no. had they had to have had a conversation. I'm just mad that we didn't get to see it. Chris Harrison, no. where were you with your secret cameras? I <laughs> need to know what happened. Nobody got to see. No this. one got to see it, and because you're, you're right, it's like it just got left. But honestly, here's what actually happened. I'm sure at the same time this was being filmed was the exact same time she was on Dancing with the Stars because I know uh, for a fact that those were yeah. the same time. Yep. So she probably was like, hey, I'm actually in a contract with a different show. Actually, do you know, I, I really did some digging. I'm a little embarrassed to oh, admit this. Oh, wow. I'm so excited right now. Do you remember when she went on, we're, we're doing some real Bachelor talk right now. Do you remember that uh, on whenever she first came on and they were going to do like the date group or whatever and it had like the silhouette of the windmill, like when they had the conversation about, he was like, do you want to stay on the show? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, do you remember that the girl said something about happy birthday to Hannah? Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I Googled her birthday. Oh, no, you did not. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I love you so much for this right now. Because I noticed they said, she was like, right, yeah, there's like, nowhere I'd rather be on my birthday. Then, so, then throwing a party for my ex-boyfriend's new girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, there's nowhere <laughs> else I'd rather be. I so I Googled her birthday, and the day that was filmed, she literally, there's like, she did a tweet the next day that she didn't go on Dancing with the Stars that day. Like, she just, like, for some reason was like, I can't practice this week. Like, I'm. it's been a little bit of a traumatic week, and it was the same week as her birthday. <gasps> when was, was her it? tweet? When was her birthday? I don't remember now. But it was the same. It was all, like, so it, it was all the same up, time. Oh, yeah, she was still filming Dancing with the Stars. So maybe she really on. was traumatized. Maybe. But all I know is she was definitely filming Dancing with the Stars because she didn't practice that week, and it was her birthday week. And then that oh, was the week she talked to Peter. Oh, my. I know. Wow. I did some real digging. I mean, yeah. I think she wants to keep her options open and, like, I honestly think that, like, it may just be open-ended. And, honestly, what it may even be is, like, maybe they just have this agreement where she's, like, do your thing, do the show. If it doesn't work out for you, you know Come how back. to me. Only time will tell. Time will tell, you guys. I'd love you to just call us in. Oh, wait, you can't. But we want to know what you think. <laughs> this is 87.5. But then. The nighttime. Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then. The most dramatic part of First of all, wait, episode, side note, side note. I have to just address this because we're so delirious. many people, no, not just that. So many people are going to be listening to that and go, why do they keep singing the word Delilah for people that don't know what if we're talking about? you don't about? know who Delilah is, have you been living under a rock? No, Cammie. There's some people that do not know who she is. I'm what? telling you. Well, like our age, like our age range. Like think about people. Okay. If you're a listener and you're, you're right. If you're, if you're like you, 18 or yeah, you're 18 you or know. 25 to 25 you really may not know who delilah is i honestly don't even know who delilah is i just know that song she's this i think she's probably old because she's been doing this for forever but she does the late night she retired like i do know she retired she did yeah oh wow i know but she did but she did nighttime talk to radio and yeah they always sang her name and, and this, was, I knew this exactly was literally her voice she's like a complete opposite of me and you we were like but she was like hello thank you so much for calling in Cammie. This is Delilah. Cammy, tell us something good it was about your day. actually that. It was like, this is Delilah. <laughs> kind of creepy, actually. But it was also really I'm soothing. Losing it. it was, oh, that's why I listened, because it was like really soothing. I can already see if slash when we get our radio show, our producers will be like, really? slow down. <laughs> They're going for the Literally, slow-mo stop effect. drinking Starbucks, stop having caffeine, like <laughs> slow down. Okay, that was like a random side note, but if you are like, why do they keep singing Delilah? Who's Delilah? It's. There and you grow up and go Google it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, okay, so going back to The Bachelor, and then we can move on. 
Because we have we cannot talk about The Bachelor and not talk about Champagne Gate of 2020. Oh, so good. I that was some of the best TV <laughs> I've seen ever in seen. a long time. <laughs> I rewound that over and over. <laughs> I mean, that girl dug herself a hole and then buried herself in it. It was really when the okay, but I was telling Kim what made it extra funny was when she popped the champagne and it blew up in her face. What made it extra funny? was the fact that, like, for the 30 minutes of the show prior to that, she was kind of, like, throwing a fit oh, how things weren't going her way. So when it ended, she was like, oh, I'm finally getting this time with Peter. And then he opens the champagne, and it goes straight into her face. Straight into her face. And my thing was, okay, if you didn't, if you don't watch the show, then I just apologize for the first 10 minutes of this episode. Yeah, but you we're going to we'll preface forward. it. Don't worry. We'll but she basically is this girl, if you didn't watch it, and her name is Kelsey, and apparently she's obsessed with this bottle of champagne that she got on her birthday that she's been saving for this whole year to pop the champagne with Peter. And so she sets up this cute little thing and this other girl, Hannah Ann, who also really bothers me, they, they, <laughs> she walks with him and she's like, oh my gosh, look, this cute champagne setup. Let's enjoy the champagne, which I'm sure the producers were like, go walk over there. And then she saw it and she pops the champagne bottle and this Kelsey girl loses her mind oh, over it. Man. And you're like, you're a champagne stealer. And, like, just I think for me the part that blew my mind was the amount of, like, genuine, like, conversations that were being had over being a champagne stealer or not. Like, like I would be laughing. I'd be like, oh my if gosh. someone accused me of being a champagne stealer, I'd be like, I would be like are, you, are you for real? Are you joking that I steal se- champagne? Are you serious? But she's genuinely she's like, upset. I'm not a champagne, champagne stealer. <laughs> Oh, so serious. So good, though. It's good TV, y'all. It's great TV. It's so, yeah, you know what, guys? Here's the deal with The Bachelor. It's total trash. If you're judging <laughs> us right now, I understand. But it's just, it's so entertaining It's to good me. TV, you know? It is really good TV. And it's just basic TV. The Bachelor's not my Bible. It's just oh, my TV. No. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, it's one of those shows where if I really do watch it and I think, like, the if I think these are girls that, like, we listen to our podcast it actually kind of breaks my heart because i'm like most of them are looking you could they're just a desperation i know of I know. looking for love and you're like there is no man that's gonna give that to you except for jesus like I know. really yes that's just the genuine truth <sighs> it's not gonna be pilot peter hashtag pray for the batches <laughs> pray for the batches oh my gosh <gasps> that's my favorite that was a good quote, Amanda. Thank you, thank you. You thought with really that. good one-liners. Thank that was you. one of them. I'm back, y'all. Amanda, why don't you segue us into what we're actually talking about tonight? Because yes. it's not The Bachelor. And not only tonight, actually, but what we're talking about Here's how I can month. connect it to The Bachelor. All right, go for it, girly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you said that, then I got a little nervous. But I can do it. So, I'm just thinking, all these girls are waiting on their Mr. Right. They're all waiting for their husband. That's so true. They're waiting to find the person they want to spend their life with. However, God already knows when each of them are going to find their husbands. And we are so excited because in these next three episodes, we have some really spectacular guests coming on just talking about different waiting seasons. And we're really excited because there's so many different kinds of seasons. Um, But I think that waiting comes in all of them in like all shapes and form. And we just have a lot of really wise friends that are in seasons of waiting and what I love is that um, we're, we're going to have some guests on that are kind of on the other side of that. 
And then we're going to have some that are still in it and then just trusting God, like, God, I know that you're here even in this waiting. And so we're really excited that the next three episodes are about waiting. Yes. Which I love that because I think one thing that Amanda and I were talking about that led us to wanting to do this is that waiting really is just like part of life. Like we've realized, and I think, again, being 30, not old, but not like, you know, 20 or 18 anymore is I, I think for a long time growing up, I thought like, okay, if I'm just, I'm waiting for this and then once that's over, it's mm-hmm. done. Like you're just like, okay, I waited for my husband, got my husband, now we're good. But like, I think that waiting well is just a part of the faith walk with the Lord. Yeah. That if you can learn that, it's going to just equip you for every season of life because we're always going to be waiting mm-hmm. on this side of heaven. Even as a believer, I think waiting well is that like longing feeling that we should actually be having for the return of Christ. Like we should be waiting for his return and like Mm -hmm. longing for that. And that feeling and that like yearning should actually be a familiar feeling to us. You know, we should actually like learn to do that with anticipation, but also know how to like wait and expect for something, but not let it stop us from living our life Mm -hmm. right now. And I think all the guests that we are having on are people that we've chosen specifically because we've gotten an up close and personal mm-hmm. front row seat to watch them wait really well mm-hmm. and in different ways yeah and to me there's like honestly nothing more inspiring than watching someone who as a friend you're like god why hasn't this happened yet like mm-hmm. you're just as confused right mm-hmm. you're like they're doing quote unquote all the Everything. right things right yeah. and they're we're contending for breakthrough we're contending for that prayer to come or that miracle to happen and you're not seeing it yet and you don't understand and yet you see their heart just be wide open yeah. and their faith just like flourishing and they're not bitter mm-hmm. and they're not, you know, delaying other things in their life, but they're actually living to the fullest in the midst of waiting mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. something that they desperately desire. And it's so beautiful to me it because is. it's not easy and mm-hmm. I don't wait well. Um, like I, I've gotten better at it, but I'm yeah. really impatient. Like I really struggle with that. Yeah. I think that's the achiever in you. Totally. You're ready to achieve it and make it happen. Well, and I, I think just sometimes where I've probably where I've wrestled with the Lord the most is like, I think because I have really big faith. I know that's a gift that I have. So like, mm-hmm. I know that he can do it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't ever question if he can do a miracle. I don't question if he can like heal. And like that part of it has been easier for me. But then when he doesn't do it at all or in the timing that I want, I just get confused because I'm like, like but God, God this but is, you this can is, do it. Yeah, but you, like, but I know you can. Like, yeah, why you are never. You doing it? It's not like you ever question him. Like as far as like questioning his power or like what he has right. the ability to do. Like you never question like his authority, but you question like, but why didn't you? Right. Like I need to know. And the conviction that I've learned is like sometimes that's me wanting like a genie God, or really it's yeah. making myself God mm-hmm. because I think I know what what is best mm-hmm. and like what timing is best, and I think there's also just been this humbling process in me which removes entitlement of like knowing yeah. that like at the end of the day I'm actually a human and like I don't get to know all the answers and part of the human process is waiting mm-hmm. like even I was telling Amanda earlier when we were preparing for this podcast is I don't even understand why it takes nine months to grow a baby like yeah God could if he wanted to it could have been a one-day situation mm-hmm. you know like but that's the amount of time that he chose and it's been hard for me in the waiting because I just want to know now I want to I want to see him now like Mm -hmm. I want to get to the other side now and like in the waiting for me that's where the trials come and I think it's a analogy for anyone in waiting but like 
in the waiting, that's where the enemy has room to come in and be like, hope everything's okay, yeah. baby, because it's unknown. Hope mm-hmm. everything's good. And it's the same, I'm sure, as people wait on their husband. Like, hope that, you know, the guy that you are interested in isn't, like, dating someone else. Mm-hmm. Hope that, like, you're doing everything you can do. Hope that it's not because you're not pretty enough, you're not smart, just all these little lies yeah. that the enemy can speak. And I think the hardest part is still keeping your heart and hope, like, still having hope and, like, being like, this is what I'm contending for. This is what I'm praying for. This is what I'm believing for. But I'm not going to, like, let it define the rest of my life and my journey. Yeah, or my decisions that I make. Like, I'm not yeah. going to let I'm not gonna let it be my guide. Wow, I think that's, that's like, the biggest thing because I even think about, if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, um, I shared the story about my husband and I, and we broke up for a significant amount of time. And I am so thankful for that time. And I remember that was probably one of the like heavier waiting seasons of my life. Um, because I just remember thinking, okay, God, I'm 99.9% sure this is my husband, but like, I know that we're broken up for a reason. So there's that like 0.1% that's Mm -hmm. like, well, what if he's not, you know, there's like this one part of me that's like, okay, well, do I need to like fast for more answers? Do I need to like, you know, am I doing something wrong? And I just look back on that season and I kind of miss it only because I was so desperate to hear God's voice. Wow. And I think because of that, I was just in the word constantly. And I grew so much in that season. I know like my husband grew so much in that season. And I look back on it as such a gift. But if you were to ask me in that moment, Amanda, do you feel like this period in your life is a gift? I'd be like, absolutely not. (laughs) Let's get this over with. Yeah. Yeah. It was every day was really uncomfortable. Every day was really painful in like some shape or form. Like every day didn't look alike. Um, But I got to know just God's character more than I ever had. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, as a wife, a husband is not the answer. And I love my husband more than anything in the world. But he's not. Like, at you know, at the end of the day, he's not responsible for, for providing my happiness. Um, and I think that, well, I don't think. I know that God knows me well enough because he created me um, to take me aside and pull me away from him at that time and say, listen, like, really, I'm going to have to slap you over the head with this because, like, <laughs> you are not making the decision on your own. And it was the most beautiful thing that he could have done for me because I just got to know him more. And then... When Tyler and I did get back together, it was like kind of just like pressure was off. It was like we now we get to enjoy each other versus providing happiness for each other. And if I had not been in that season of waiting, I think I would I think it would have been really hard. I think I would have still relied on a lot of my happiness to come from him. And I'm just so thankful to Jesus that he gave me that season. Wow. Well, I think sometimes we think of when we look at like seasons of our life where we've had to wait we look at them as delays. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't think that God sees it that way. Like, I think that he looks at us in our waiting season and he promises to use it for good. And it's Mm -hmm. his character building, like refining Mm -hmm. time. And he doesn't look at it as like, let's just get to the next chapter. You know, I think we're like ready to turn the page. And he's like, but this part of your story is just as important, if not more Mm. beautiful than the next thing, you know? And and that there's intention in, in his timing. And so, like, you and Tyler are being broken up. And even when Steve and I are broken up, 
in our flesh as humans, we think of that as like, that's not the best part of our story. Right. But really like it's a key part of our development to be ready to be the husband and wife that we are now. Totally. We wouldn't be the husband and wife that we are now or the mom and dad that we are now. If we had, if I hadn't have like, it's almost like that was a season where God was like, here's this piece of armor. Here's this piece of armor. Like here's this piece. It was like he was building parts of me that needed to be built in order to be like the wife that he had created me to be like specifically for Tyler. Um, yeah. And I'm just, so I look back and in the moment it felt like forever, like it felt like years and years and years. And looking back, I like only remember glimpses of it. Does that make it's, sense? It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Like in the moment I just remember thinking that felt so, that felt like I was waiting for just decades. And I look back and I'm like, I only <laughs> remember like teeny parts, wow. but the parts I remember are spending time with him and just being in his word and thinking like, God, I've known you my whole life, but, like, I feel like I'm just now getting to know you. Yeah. You know, because I was taken away from the things that I thought that I was checking off my list as, like, my life was moving forward. Absolutely. Well, and I always think of, I love, like, certain interpretations of the Bible that when they talk about fruits of the Spirit, they, instead of saying patience, Mm -hmm. like, love, joy, peace, patience, they say long-suffering. And wow. the first time I read that, I was like, long suffering. Like, I got confused because I'm like, where is that? A fruit of the spirit. <laughs> Sorry, what? is that a fruit? Never heard that one. That doesn't really fit in my cute <laughs> yeah. song that I sang at Sunday school. But if you think about patience, like, in the sense of long suffering, it, and then think of it as a fruit of the spirit, wow. it kind of puts a new spin on it because you're like, oh, wow, like that deep longing, that like long suffering, that like waiting in, and genuinely like, yearning for something with your whole being like it's actually a fruit of the spirit and doing it well is like can only come from the lord and i think where we can trip ourselves up in the waiting is when we do it in our own strength and we don't rely on the holy spirit Mm -hmm. to give us the strength to be long-suffering right and i love that it says long-suffering because that doesn't to me patience can sound like cute and trite and just like oh yeah i'm a patient person but long-suffering like that does not sound great like it sounds hard you know It, it sounds yeah, I don't difficult. think that's something you're you would pray for at night. Like, Lord, right. I just pray that you bring I me long suffering. I want to be long suffering. suffering. <laughs> like, that's not something that I want, but like I need it. Yeah, and I'm gonna so need good. it in every in every season. And you just look at people who have like laid down their life and prayed for things for years. And I think the the older I get, the more I look at older couples who have been married for you know 50 years or 30 years or been contending for something for 10 years. I was at a upper room women's leadership meeting on Sunday and we were going around and sharing like highs and lows. Yeah. And there's another girl and I are that are both the youngest by far. And then the couple of the other leaders are in their like sixties. One lady's I think in her seventies, like fifties. So it's amazing because it really is the gamut of like, you know, these are women in all different seasons. Yeah. And I was really humbled because we're going around and we're sharing things that we're praying for, like highs and lows of you know, 2019 as we walk in 2020 and the, uh, girl who's, she's, I think she's like 29 or 30 and I'm 31. Ours were both like just really things of like that just happened, you know, it was like quick yes. things. Cause in our, this season of life, like the, life is just happening fast and mm-hmm. like a year still seems like a long time ago. And I get to, we get this lady to the left of me and she starts talking about how she's been praying and contending for 2020 because five years ago, the Lord told her that 2020 was going to be a year of breakthrough for her family. And she's been believing for her son who hasn't walked with the Lord. And she's been praying for him and interceding for him for 15 years. 
And I'm hearing her share this just with so much faith and hope and like long suffering. And I started crying after she started talking and I just took her hand and I was like, you inspire me so much because Mm. I don't even know what it looks like to pray for something for a full year. Much less 15. Let alone 15 years and then still talk about it with expectation and hope and full and belief yeah that like this could be the year and it just it rocked me because I was like I have so much to learn from you and I think the first glimpse I saw of that in myself was last year with the miscarriage not me even two five years ago would have immediately jumped into let's start trying again right because that's something I can control and Mm -hmm. I don't want to wait on it I want because at that point I knew I wanted to be a mom because I had tasted it and it was good and I wanted yeah. it and I think my I actually was convicted when she was talking as to why that was so important a choice for me and again that's not the same choice for everyone but for me in that season I really felt like the Lord wanted me wanted to teach me about his timing yeah and and the grace of walking in his timing mm-hmm. and not having control over it and so for me I wanted to wait and fully lean into the season I was in because in that season I, I was in grief and I needed to be in grief mm-hmm. and not be in trying to force Sh- joy. Yeah, like yeah, shoving it under a rug. Yes. Yeah. And then when on Father's Day, I think I shared this in the podcast, but Father's Day, which was June of this past year, the Lord spoke to me about September and was so clear about just what September was going to be for our family and started awakening my heart again to being a mom. I felt so excited because I felt like it was God's timing and then lo and behold I get pregnant in September like without really even having to to try and it was like yeah but it it was so different because it wasn't out of my striving it was like I waited and I listened to his voice and it and to me that still felt like so long yeah and here's this woman who's prayed for something for 15 15 years, years and she's still like this is the year and like declaring it and I'm like you are a miracle to me like it just so inspired me that's beautiful. It was I so beautiful. That. This is um, like a side note, but <laughs> Tom and I went to this, uh, like, I don't know if anyone is hockey fans out there, but this like huge hockey event that like Dallas Fort Worth hosted that's like not normal. It's normally hosted oh, like yeah. way, you way, way up that. north. Tyler yes. Tyler, let's, let's be clear. Tyler, Tyler loved that. Tyler loves <laughs> hockey. And he, and I mean, you uh, love Tyler. I was on the, <laughs> exactly. And I love my husband. <laughs> Um, anyways, it was, I don't even know what this thing's called, but there was, it was at the, um, Rose Bowl in Dallas and there was Cotton Bowl, Rose Bowl. What is that place called? No idea. Rose Bowl, Cotton Bowl? Someone, someone is listening to this. We need a fact checker. Well, somebody, yeah, somebody is listening to this laughing right now. They're like, how do you live in DFW? Anyways, it's, I'm pretty sure it's Rose Bowl. Anyways. This huge, I think like, it's a cotton bowl. I think the Rose Bowl's in it's California. California. I knew I'm I was gonna wrong. I'm going to Google it while you're talking. Okay. I knew that I was wrong. It is, it is the cotton bowl. You're right. Yep, someone's laughing. Okay, so anyways, this huge like hockey thing is there and there is over 80,000 people, which I didn't even know this place could hold that many people, but our seats were really up high. I couldn't even see the hockey game even going on. And so my mind just like naturally started to drift off and I had this thought looking around and I was like, wow, God knows his plan for every single person in here. And I ha- and it like literally just overcame me. And I thought like, why do I ever question him? Why do I ever fear? Why do I ever like have X, Y, and Z? Like all these just thoughts came to me because I was like, 
sometimes my problems are just like the things I'm waiting on seem so big and like all consuming. And I was looking around at this huge arena and I was like, there's so many of us. Like I just, this. and that's like one this millionth was, of the people. That's in the what world I'm saying. Whatever. They all fit in this one wow. place and, it, and they look like dots. Like that's how, that's how packed it was. I mean, 80,000 people, that's a lot of people. And I was just thinking, God literally is so big because he can see plans for every single, it just painted a picture because when you're in your head and like you're in your waiting or Mm -hmm. you're in this season, everything just feels like it's the weight of the world and that yours is the only thing that like your story or your waiting. It's all consuming. It's all consuming and it's the only thing that matters right now. And as I looked around, I thought like, I will never know half of what these people are waiting for or what they're longing for or just like the fears they have or the hopes that they have. And I just thought this is, it's such, it's such a game changer to like shift your perspective onto somebody else when you're in a season of waiting too. Just thinking of like, like you said, that woman who's waiting 15 years and I'm like immediately that humbled you. And I've had that thought before, just like looking around me of like, you just never know what someone's you don't. waiting on or praying for or believing for. And it's, that's the cool thing about being a believer is that what should set us apart is that we can still have hope. Yeah. in the waiting because we know who we're waiting on mm-hmm. as opposed to unbelievers who like would give up hope yeah you know or wouldn't would would start to just kind of be bitter about it or just not even share anymore like I right. think some people's hearts would just shut down right and I think that's a common tendency of like well I'm just gonna stop dreaming I'm gonna stop trying and that honestly logically makes sense like I would get it you know if you've put yourself out there if you're listening to this and you've been single for your whole life and you've tried to do all the things and it's not working the logical thing would be like I'm gonna defend my heart I'm gonna shut down I'm not gonna put myself out there anymore because it's not worth it Mm. but if you know that God's put a God-given desire in your heart to be a wife then how do you keep your heart open when you're not seeing the fruit of it yet yeah and I there's I mean there's a scripture I was reading actually like I think two mornings ago um, I'm not gonna remember the exact one, but it's Galatians six something. Six nine. Said, yeah, six nine. It's so funny you said that. I literally have it pulled up and was reading it. What at this moment? Let us not grow weary yes. in well doing. Yes. Whoa. Okay. Holy let Spirit. us. Yes. You Gal- can read it. Since that I is. I was gonna. That's it. so weird. Wow. I literally have. I was. <laughs> this, is so, this is how you know that God is real and in the room because I literally had it pulled up. Galatians six nine. Let us not grow weary in well doing, for in due time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I love that. It's so good. Okay, read it one more time. Okay. Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So good. And I love that because it promises that we will reap the harvest. Yeah. But when it says due time, like our view of time is it's so not, different than God's. It's, and it's not due time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, if it if it's not if it's not yet, which I, we, we talked yes, about this episode, yes. but this is the prophetic song that came out of my heart in a season of waiting that I started singing in the prayer room, but he said it's going to be good in the end. So if it's not good yet, you're not finished, which was a benediction of our friend Pastor Shay. Shay. He used to say for years and years, and it just like, it was so so powerful because it was like, you're, it's the truth. If he promises it in due time Mm -hmm. and his time is when it's the right time. And if it's not happening yet, it's not time. Like it's just not. And it doesn't make sense in our logical minds because, you know, there's things that I've contended and prayed for that, I might some some things you might never even see on this side of heaven, right? You know, and we're not we're not entitled to that. No, but other things like I've had dreams or prayers answered that were so easy for me. I mean, yeah. I think I think of like meeting for both of us. Like, who are we to speak on singleness? Which I'm so glad we have an amazing friend coming as a guest because I'm right. like, 
we it was so easy for us let's be honest like yes. i'm not gonna ever look at a single person and like judge their waiting because we met our husbands in high school yeah and it was not that was a never long season of waiting. that wasn't a suffering <laughs> yeah me. it was not yeah. long suffering like yeah. it was i mean was our relationship perfect no but like it was kind of handed in that yeah. season and i don't understand that but there's other things that i've like longed to contend for that have been more difficult and i also think i wouldn't want to be a person that didn't know what it was like to wait because that's a, those are key like mm-hmm. muscles of faith yes. that you have to build and learn that it's you can only learn through those trial seasons. And error. Yeah. yeah that are equipping you yes. exactly sometimes there's a there's even a verse i'm i don't i can't think of it right now but maybe i'll remember maybe you remember <laughs> i know there's a verse that um like in our like well in our weakness he is strong okay, what yeah. is the first corinthians yes yes okay yeah. so it's like five maybe yeah maybe in our weakness he is strong and just being thankful for that weakness because I feel like there are seasons where I'm asking God, okay, why? Like, I'm questioning you. This isn't making sense. This isn't my timing. Why do I have to deal with this? I'm so frustrated. And when I shift my perspective to thank you, God, for this suffering. Like, mm-hmm. even if I can say the words thank you, because that's when I need him the most. And so I feel like if I can thank God for the suffering, he's going to teach me something in that. It's and if, so true. And if I'm willing to sit in it and not just like, make it roll on by I know I can say thank you God that I'm gonna learn something through this and just being just being like coachable like, yeah. I know that sounds like I know Jesus isn't you know a football coach but he kind of is like I mean he is the coach of our lives so it's like knowing like okay God I am willing to sit in this and to be uncomfortable and I think just being willing to be in the yucky part sometimes yeah. is the biggest part and not just shoving it under a rug because I think the worst thing that we can do is to pretend that it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, he's so kind for us to – he knows we're, our humanity. And right. for us to come to him and be like, but, Dad, I really wanted that. And, I know. like, I really thought now was the time, yes. you know? And I think of, like, conversations with my own father that I've had where, like, I wanted to do something before it was my time or I wanted – I thought I was old enough to do something. Yeah. Or whatever. And, and in his loving discipline, he said, not yet. And mm-hmm. it wasn't a no forever, but it was a not right now. And I think the not right nows are sometimes the hardest from God because we think we know better. Yeah. You know, but the scripture actually, it's 2 Corinthians twelve nine, and it says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Wow. And I, I love that because I think we don't want to boast in our weaknesses. Yeah. And I think, again, there's nothing more beautiful than someone humbly being like, yeah, I'm walking through this. I've been praying for it. It hasn't happened yet. I'm still believing for it. And in my weakness, he's strong. Like, yes. So powerful. That is so powerful. And we talk about this a little bit in an upcoming episode too, but just being like, cannot be more encouraging or cannot encourage anyone listening more than when you're walking through that season to have community. And like we've talked mm-hmm. about this or just being able to go to a friend even if it's not 10 people, just like having that one person that you can go to and say, hey, I'm struggling with this or I need prayer for this is everything because mm-hmm. we were never meant to do this alone. And Cami and I were just talking about this before we started this episode. Even when it comes to like, I can't wait for Cami to like hold her sweet baby and just walk through this motherhood thing because I'm so excited to be like, did you, are you experiencing this? Are you yeah. experiencing this? And just to start to relate to things that are 
really hard about being a mom. And it's like, they're still all really beautiful, but I'm excited. To even walk through the bad stuff. To even walk through the bad stuff. Yeah. Because as you know, I've like come to you many at times with the bad <laughs> stuff and I've been like, this is, this is where I'm at. And here's the thing is once you do, like you feel better. Like the, all yeah. of a sudden that burden doesn't seem so heavy anymore. Like, oh, you too. Like yeah. you can relate to yes, that. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, and there's, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, but I'm saying you're right. Cause in the waiting, like it so often feels so isolating and the enemy wants you to think you're the only person. But I, I would actually contend to believe that every person is waiting for something. Oh, absolutely. Like, we joked, we jokingly said this in a text, but I was like, here's the thing. People may think because I have a husband, I have a house, I have two kids. I've like had a career in photography in the past or whatever. Like, oh, like what else am I waiting on? You've got it all. And it's like, nope, there's a lot I'm still waiting yeah. for. And like, I would love to see world peace, <laughs> to yeah. be very honest with you. We talked about this, and I told Cammy, but if I'm, like, genuinely waiting to be happy until world peace comes, like, I will be a sad girly every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. If I turn on the news, sad. If I, like, yeah. open up social media, sad. Well, and it's, I think the key to it is living where you're still, like, yearning for that and looking at it, like, longing for it, but you're, you know how to still be content with where you're at because you're right. It could always be the next thing. Yes. And I know people like that and they're, it's frustrating to be their friends, to be honest, in different seasons because you're like, okay, we just prayed for this for you and that Mm -hmm. happened and I don't even Mm -hmm. remember you celebrating that. Yeah. And we just moved on to the next thing and it's like, it's never going to be enough if if that's your mindset. Right. And God didn't give you, and here's the thing, like, and again, we're we're so excited to have someone on to speak on singleness. So if you're listening, next week will be really good. But um, and this is not me speaking from a place of like being single, but God gives like husbands and spouses and children as His good gifts. And so if I'm thinking this whole time that like I know I deserved this, like this is this is mine. Mm-hmm. I have ownership over this. Like those will never make me happy. And just like I said with Tyler, like in our breakup, like we get to enjoy each other now because we know that this is a, that marriage is a blessing and it's a covenant. And it's the same thing with kids. It's like this is a blessing. And with a house, like when you get blessed with a house, oh, this is a blessing. Like just being thankful for everything versus like I waited on this, now I have it. Yeah. It's so it's so different than thinking like, okay, God, God, you kind of like owed me this. Like this is what I deserve. This is what like yes. this is the picture perfect like white picket fence thing that I've always been waiting for because those don't bring true fulfilling happiness at the end of the day and you know what's interesting is we have this you know it's part of our american culture like mindset like of course we do know like what you just said is true like marriage and children those are gifts like having a home financial blessing those are all gifts from god but they're also not like the highest price gifts from god because if you look at it and you look at like we can look at the life of jesus and see how loved he was by the father the unity that they had and and i would beg the question that if that was like the best thing that God could give, why did Jesus? Why was Jesus single and didn't have kids? Mm. Like, you know what I mean. And and Paul even says like Word. it would be better <laughs> to not because because I think there was so much completion and wholeness yeah. in Jesus because of his unity with Father and Holy Spirit that I feel like he 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 lacked nothing. I mean, it said that yeah. so like he didn't feel like he was in lack. And I think the key was that he had tapped into a place of like connection and wholeness with who he was in, like as Christ and who he was as the son of God that he knew how quickly our life was that he he had his mission to fulfill and that was like enough mm. for him to the point of even dying on a cross like he was yeah. willing to do whatever it took and it's just interesting because we can get so caught up in like what we were after and those are beautiful things to like long for but at the end of the day it's not 
like I would never look at Jesus and be like, wow, Buddy was single. He <laughs> never had kids. Yeah, like, it's so true. Must you wouldn't be lacking. Look at, no, yes, you'd be but like, if you look at a but but we have the tendency to look at another person and think like, oh, are you what are you waiting? Yes, on? or like, think that on ourselves. You, or yes. think like if you're in that place where you're single, you don't have kids, that you're like, I'm not, I'm not complete. And it's like, or Jesus was complete. Let me tell you, yes, he was good. He was good. Yes. Or this kind of like now that I'm thinking about it, it's making me angry. But <laughs> like I'm actually having righteous anger right but, now. But I'm like I'm having the thought of like when people have one kid, you get asked the question, when are you are you guys having yep. next when's your next one are you gonna have, to have three kids are you having four it's like i'm great right i'm yeah, so content and i'm really celebrating where i'm at like i'm really happy and that like the, our purposes and our plans in the world's eyes might not look at, like what god has for us may not look flashy and beautiful and whatever yeah. and because again if you look at jesus like what he this, the weirdest thing when i think about jesus life is i'm like the moment we've all been waiting for the climax moment of jesus life the like pinnacle of his calling is death on a cross and resurrection. I mean, resurrection is the pinnacle, which praise God, that's a great happy ending. Yeah. Best ending you could have. But like his ultimate on earth experience, all 30 years are leading, to, 33 years are leading to, to death. death. And that, I mean, talk <laughs> like, about mind Shiny blowing, and flashy flipping, and like. <laughs> flipping the thing upside down. You know, we're waiting for these like flashy careers or this yeah. like perfect marriage or this like whatever. Uh. And Jesus, Jesus was walking towards death. It's <laughs> yeah, like that's what that's what he was walking towards. And so I, I would love for us to end, Amanda, with the scripture that we talked about at the beginning, yes. because I think that it kind of. Well, I actually have two. Okay, great. It like sums up. I think it sums up. So I'm gonna end on that one. But the first one I'm gonna read um, is Second Corinthians four one, which you just read a little bit in Second Corinthians, but Second um, Corinthians four one. Therefore, since we have this ministry through the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. And that made me think. Okay, Ooh. it says, therefore, since we have this ministry through the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. And I just had the I just had this like revelation of like, what if your waiting is your ministry? That is so. I just felt really convicted when you said that. You know what I mean? Like what if this journey this, is your ministry? And it clearly it is. Yeah. Second Corinthians four one tells us that. So yeah. it's like how how cool to like be able to remind yourself in that season of waiting, no matter what that looks like, no matter if it's a like the perfect job you're waiting for, if it's like the spouse you're waiting for, the kids, the house, the what I mean, it could be anything. Whatever it is, you can find rest and peace and joy and hope. In knowing that this is your ministry that God has on you right now, yeah. and that's a that's a big responsibility, and that's an honor. That's huge. Um, so that was really cool. That's something that just kind yeah, of yeah. You don't have to wait till, like, you might not need to wait until you get that answered prayer because yeah. God might be like, I'm actually calling you to do it now. I'm actually yeah. calling you to speak on it now, to pray in, into other people's lives in it now. Yes, like, and to to know that it's a part of your ministry. Yeah, I oh. that was so cool. So whatever you're in, take heart in knowing that that's your ministry. Um, and then the last verse that we're going to end on is Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. It's so good. And I know most, not most, but some of the other translations say those who wait on the Lord. Yeah. And I love that because we were talking about this earlier. Like it's not those who wait on their answered prayers. Like mm. you're not actually waiting on what you're desiring you're actually waiting on the lord and like when you can shift your focus of like okay god i'm not actually gonna focus on that thing that i want i'm gonna focus on waiting on you and for your best and for you to move and my focus will be on you and then from that place 
I can run and not grow weary. I can walk and not grow faint. Mm. And I will soar on wings like eagles because it's that place of like he's doing the caring. He's doing the sustaining. Yeah. And your focus is just on him, which is such a better place to be. And I don't know about you, but I cannot wait for the day when I can run and not grow weary. Yes. Yes, Lord. <laughs> like I what read is that, that life. I read that and I'm like, oh, I run for yeah. 20 minutes. I grow weary. Girly is weary. Yeah. Let me tell you. Oh. Yeah. And like, I'm like soaring on wings like eagles. Like that is the most, have you ever seen like an eagle fly? It's like the most yeah, it's effortless. Beautiful. It's like, it's beautiful. It's next level. Like it they're is literally just like open their wings and like. Here I am, uh, you know, that's the beautiful, like it's, it's no striving, I guess that's what it is. Yes, it is. It's like, it's literally just, so, it's soaring. Yeah. It's soaring. And it's like, <laughs> they will, like you will get to that place if you're waiting on the Lord that like it will become effortless. Mm, that's and that's so such good. a testimony. It's such a, a sign and a wonder when you see someone. Yeah. Waiting. I mean, again, like when I heard that lady next to me, I keep going back to that. But when I heard her say, I've been waiting for paying for this for 15 years and this is the year, it was like. Yes, a sign and wonder. Is. I felt like I was sitting next to Jesus for a second because I was like, how do you have that faith? How do you – you're soaring on wings like eagles right now. Like you are walking in the fire and you are not consumed. Like just those things you read in the Bible and it's a mm. it's a, a miracle. Like that is a miracle. And the miracle will be when her prayer gets answered because I fully believe it will. But I also saw a miracle in her just saying that and not being fake. Well, and I was going to say that she lived out the verse I just read in Second Corinthians where her not losing hope ministered to was you. It was a ministry. Yeah. It was her ministry. That's so oh, good. So good. So guys, <laughs> we are just so excited for these next couple episodes in the waiting. In like no matter what that looks like for you, we are just believing and we know that nothing is a surprise to God and you can't make a wrong decision. And like when there's grace for certain situations yes. and God will never be surprised. And so we can rest in that and we can know that in the waiting you are loving out your ministry. Yes, and he's with you. So guys, we love you. We pray for you. And we'd love actually to hear your feedback of what you're waiting and contending for so we know what we can be praying for. Because I feel like when you join in on praying with somebody for something, when they get that breakthrough, you feel like it's a part of your testimony yeah. too. You're like, oh, we prayed for that. Like, that's crazy. Side note, we're going to end on Kanye West because I just... Yeah, we are. <laughs> he is my jam right now for some reason. Because he's Kanye West. I know, but the Jesus is King album, I don't know. And there's this part of the song where he goes, somebody pray for me. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. I've gotten into it as much as you have, but I need I'm to. I'm so into it. Anyways... That's the part I'm ending on. I wish Somebody I pray for me. This is where I wish we had like a button and I could just press it and then his like voice came oh. on and not mine, but it's Dreamy somebody big. pray for me. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> well, guys, so on that note. So, you guys, you. Somebody pray for me. You're welcome that I did not make it with my music career. I love your music. I love your voice. I love your singing. I'm glad you're not waiting on Kanye West to come on our show because he might be waiting for a long time. Oh, guys, we love you. We pray for you in the waiting, and we just bless you to wait well because it's possible. So I'm Kimmy. I'm Amanda. We're basically basic. And we know you are too. Be blessed. And be basic.